Welcome to the Mark Narrations podcast, where we cover a whole wide range of Reddit-based stories. If you're new here, please consider subscribing to this podcast. And with that being said, let's get straight into today's episode. Much love, guys. What is up, guys? I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're covering some more r slash am I the butthole. If you're new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it really, really does help out our channel. And don't forget, we're on podcast now too, so you can take me with you wherever you go. We're on various different podcasts, so take a look if you fancy that. And also, you can support the channel too. We're both on Patreon and YouTube membership. Patreon has different levels of tiers and, and all that kind of stuff with different levels of perks. We've already added a couple of membership videos, and there's a Choosing Beggars one coming soon. So feel free to get involved there. And a huge thank you to a new YouTube member, Army of Goats. Thank you so, so much for joining us and great username too. And with that being said, let's get in to today's stories. Much love, guys. Our first story comes from Gardening Monster. Am I the arsehole for bringing my garden with me when I moved? I, female 25, have been renting a house since I was 18, seven years. When I moved in, the backyard was a large piece of dirt, no lawn or anything. Just a decently big backyard with a fence all around. It was a cheap but not great house, but I signed because I wanted the backyard space. Over the past few years, I erected a small garden shed, greenhouse and pizza oven, transportables. Planted lots of veggie gardens in big transportable garden beds and put down some nice pavers, an aquaponic setup and generally made the backyard a really green and beautiful place to be. It became the green oasis all my friends gathered at. A few months ago, my landlords let me know they were planning to sell, and my final move-out day was a week ago. When I left, I brought my garden with me to my new place. Nothing in my last backyard was definitely plain into the ground, and nothing permanent. I dismantled the sheds and greenhouse and loaded up all the pots and garden beds onto a truck and cleared the backyard space in three days with lots of help. My former landlords are furious over this and demanded I return the backyard to the former state. Apparently they listed the house for sale with pictures of the backyard and potential buyers were walking away from the house when they saw the barren backyard. They're accusing me of stealing their plants and racking the backyard. Legally I'm fine. My contract said I could garden and I have photos from the first real estate walkthrough before I moved in that show that the backyard is in the same state as I first found it. Although with more fertile soil now probably. The same real estate agent signed off my final inspection and I got my deposit back. I've received mixed responses though because I saw the landlords taking pictures in my backyard before I left but didn't make the connection because, in my honest opinion, when pictures of a house has furniture in it, you don't expect also to get free furniture. Some of my co-workers suggested that I am the arsehole because the house valuation certainly has fallen dramatically because I didn't tell them I was taking my garden with me so they couldn't plan to landscape before lockdown hit. And we'll go to the comments on this one. Mandarinette. I don't know if that name's right. Not the arsehole, this is a very classic story of landlord trying to benefit of home improvements paid for by the tenant. If your landlord was honest, he would have asked you how much you wanted to leave the garden as it was. You owe him nothing. Dramatic Pancake says this. They can pay you for home improvements they've allowed you to make over time with your own money. In fact, a similar thing happened to me at my old apartment. I was granted permission to repaint the concrete balcony. I put down some lush fake lawn, some timber decking, outdoor furniture, hanging plants and fairy lights. When the owners were selling, they asked me how much to leave as it is. I set my price and was literally paid to move out. Win-win all around. The fact that they didn't take this route does not make you the arsehole. 
God, I find it shocking that they can actually do it, that they actually think that they can just keep your stuff, like all the pizza oven and all that sort of stuff, just because, just because it was in their backyard. I mean, that person paid for all that stuff, so I just don't get the, the logic here. <laughs> so I would have to say, not the asshole in this one. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on the poll in the top right hand corner. Apparently, Mama Thomas has been telling me that polls don't seem to be disappearing at the moment. So I keep adding them up in the top right hand corner for now. And when they do eventually disappear, then we'll go on to the polls in the description again. So don't forget to vote on the card in the top right hand corner. Our next story is from Deep Sigh of Relief. Am I the arsehole for feeding my baby at an interview? Okay, Reddit, here's the deal on mobile, etc. Today I went to a job interview at a childcare facility. I'd done a phone interview back in March for the summer and they knew I would have to bring my baby with me to the in-person interview. When I got the call yesterday to come in, I verified that they had a room at the center for my now seven month old and I could bring him to the interview with me. I arrived 10 minutes early, my usual early is better than late and was handed a paper application and questionnaire to fill out. After filling out the forms, I was called back to the director's office just as my son was fussing for his lunch. I asked the director if there was something I could set his car seat on while I fed him. She looked at me funny and asked me if he could wait until after the interview to eat. I smiled and said, well, he's hungry now and I'd like to go ahead and take care of that. She told me there wasn't anything to put him on and she had no food for him. I clarified that I brought his food. He just needs to be fed. She replied that he needed to wait until we were done. I laughed a bit and invited her to explain to my infant son that he needed to wait saying he may listen to her, but I doubt it since you know, he's a baby and when babies are hungry, you need to feed them. She said she would interview the other candidate first to allow me time to feed the baby. I sat on the floor out of the way in the lobby as they had no tables to put the car seat on and fed him, changed him in the back of my car and came back in. I was almost immediately called back by the director. I thanked her for being flexible with the interview order so I could feed my son and I got him fed and changed. She immediately told me that in 20 years she has only done this twice and told me that she didn't think I would be a good fit for the position. So Reddit, am I the arsehole for feeding my baby? Now that's like, that's a backhanded question. You're, you're just, you're trying to twist this by saying that immediately, but. Because <laughs> this is not just about you feeding your baby. This is about you taking a baby to an interview. And I know it's weird times and everything with the virus going around and restrictions and stuff but it kind of almost says that you don't have reliable childcare as well. And the fact that it, it's, it sounded like you was rude to the interviewer by saying like he needed to be fed now and there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. And that you said to the interviewer, you need, you need to explain to my son that he needed to wait. Saying he may listen to her, but I doubt it since you know he's a baby. I immediately got a bad impression of you just from that. So I can see what the interviewer is thinking. <laughs> Chickens1 says, you're the arsehole. I've never hired anyone that brought their kid to an interview. I read that as this person doesn't have reliable childcare. So, so how often will there be a problem with their work schedule? Hunter of Shadows replies, I don't disagree that Opie is the arsehole, but for a different reason. It was for a childcare facility. The norm is that a kid would be able to use a childcare facility while she works, but she still shouldn't have brought the baby to the interview. I honestly think that the biggest thing that made Opie the arsehole was her extreme rudeness and belligerence to the interviewer, laughing in her face and giving her sarcastic answers. In the long run though, Opie probably did the director a favour by putting her, all her cards on the table in the interview and demonstrating herself to be someone that the childcare facility didn't want on their staff. I definitely would not want to hire someone who acted like this in an interview, baby or not. 
edit, yikes. I just went through all the OP's comments in this thread. They're all over the place. Argumentative, hostile, insulting and snide. She seems like a nightmare. If even a glimpse of this underlying personality is coming through in future interviews, I don't think she has a great chance of landing a job. Hunter of Shadow says, yeah, OP's comments are, let's go with concerning. Oh God, let's find some of those comments, shall we? <laughs> Wheelin05 says, as someone who has virtual meetings all day, it's basically normal for people's kids to be in the background. It's no excuse in my opinion. The OP replied, that's good to hear in your work environment. My husband's boss has made it crystal clear that when he's working, he's supposed to be working and not helping with the baby. I'm absolutely not going to risk his job for an interview, especially when, even without having to pay for childcare, he makes four times what I do. Which I think kind of gives us a glimpse into the home life there because, well, if the husband isn't willing to help with a baby during a pandemic, god damn man. I'll read one more thread from this one because I'm quite enjoying it. Alan WH says, don't blame the baby. You could have fed him before or you could have given him a bottle. Instead, you choose to do neither and now you don't have the job. OP replies, I did give him a bottle before we left for the interview just to straighten things up for you. Alan WH also replies, that's not fair. I cannot respond to that without looking like a dick. If I accuse you of being passive slash aggressive, I look mean. If I say you don't need to straighten things up for me, I look provocative. If I ask you why you feel the need to straighten things up for me, I look confrontational. However, I reply, I look judgmental, yet you're the one wondering why you didn't get the job and asking us to judge you. OP replies, oh no, someone has responded to you in a way that means you may be wrong about something. Whatever shall you do? Alan then replies, I know what I'll do. I'll go to the job I have because I didn't fuck up my interview and I won't take it out on random internet strangers. What will you do? ETA, you're the arsehole by the way, just in case I wasn't clear on that. <laughs> well, this thread got juicy. There's so many different comments on there. It's ridiculous. I could probably make a whole video just on this one. But I'm going to turn it to you guys. What do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below. And don't forget to vote in the top right hand corner for story two. Our next story is from Sully Beats. Am I the arsehole for getting angry at my friend's Weibo brother? My name is Jacob. I was born in 1994 and I grew up in Misawa, Japan. My dad came from the United States in the late 80s and met my mum. My dad was in the military and was stationed there. Being Japanese and white was already a struggle for me growing up in Japan, but the struggle got even worse for me once we moved to the United States in 2009. I was viewed as a zoo animal to people at school and in my personal life outside. My friend's little brother is a Weibo. If you don't know what a Weibo is, well, a person who retains an unhealthy obsession with Japan and Japanese culture, typically ignoring all or shunning their own racial and cultural identity. Many Weeboos talk in butchered Japanese, while Weeboos claim to love and support Japanese culture, counterintuitively, they tend to stereotype Japanese culture by how it appears in their favourite anime. Literally, I learned to despise them. Imagine sitting in the cafeteria quietly eating lunch you brought from home, and this kid in a Dragon Ball hoodie comes up telling you, Konnichiwa Jacobsen. <laughs> Can you bless me in the art of... Just looking at him as you slowly die inside and everyone around you gives you a look of amusement. Yeah, his brother is exactly that. He's the chubby guy who loves to hang out with us, but only because I'm there. I always get pestered about life in Japan and how everything he views is perfect. He was telling me last night about how the otaku culture is loved in Japan and he would fit in so well with the people. And I'm basically disrespecting my culture for not knowing certain things he likes. I finally snapped at him and told him that Otaku is basically calling himself out. In Japan, they are viewed as weird, unhygienic outcasts. People would think of him as Miyazaki Tsumutu 
otaku murderer, I don't know if I butchered that one, so please, I apologize for that, is more of an insult. He would make a fool of himself, and people would not like him acting that way. Japanese dislike outsiders, I know that for a fact, and I at least have Japanese blood. He got offended by this and basically called me a piece of shit. Am I the asshole? Update 1. Hello everyone, this is a throwaway account I made specifically for this post. I wanted to separate the drama from my work. I did not expect this post to blow up like this. I want to clear some points that you've been asking. His name is Chris, he's a 22 year old college student, not a kid. I should have talked to him before, but I always let things pent up in me. I'm going to sit down with him later today and explain how I feel about it, maybe open his eyes. Thank you all so much for the feedback, love you all. Update 2. He's given me the silent treatment and refused to talk to me in a non-heated setting. I'm going to give it a few days to settle down. I'm not going to reply to any comments due to the amount there is already. I just want to thank you all for the massive amount of support and sharing your own experiences. If you have any questions, message me. I'll try my best to message back. Thank you. Our first comment comes from one and only CMJ. Not the arsehole, he's basically fetishing your culture, which is disgusting. It couldn't go on like this forever. Sashimigo says, not the arsehole OP. I agree with you. I used to think Weeboos respected me, but they genuinely thought that Japanese people were a monolith, all otaku, and couldn't understand most anime. Equals, not a very accurate reflection of society slash most interactions in Japan. Weebs don't like Japan, they like their idea of it, and their idea of it what you should be. Also half white and half Japanese, feeling for you right now. AX10 says, they take trying to learn about another person's culture, which is an awesome thing to do, and turn it into this shitty, cringy mess that makes everyone uncomfortable and spreads falsehoods about Japanese culture. I found it interesting learning some of the stuff about the otaku and all that kind of thing. I think I found it quite interesting. I might have to read up a bit more. I'll try not to become a weeboo. <laughs> what do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below, and don't forget to vote for story three in that top right-hand corner. Our next story is, am I the arsehole for fleeing the country, moving to the other side of the world, away from my husband when pregnant? I, 29 female, am German. I'm married to an Australian. For the last five years we've been living in Australia, but I've always been very clear about the fact that I'd eventually want to move back to Germany, especially when it was time to have kids. My husband was on board and last year we started looking for jobs in Germany. I got one pretty much straight away. My husband had some more trouble, but eventually found something too. We were set to move in September. My parents organized a nice house for us and everything looked great. Unfortunately, due to certain events, I've been furloughed and I'm on job seekers. My husband is still working luckily. We figured since we were moving to Germany soon, I could come off birth control. Well, apparently I'm very fertile because I got pregnant pretty much straight away. At first we were both overjoyed, but then a few days later, my husband basically broke down and said he didn't want to leave Australia and he wants the child to grow up here. I was absolutely gobsmacked because he never said anything that would have made me think he wasn't on board with Germany. I told him that pretty much from day one I've been very clear about where I'd eventually wanted to live and that I still felt the same. It escalated into a huge fight and eventually we broke up. I'm devastated but I also feel betrayed in a way. This happened seven weeks ago. Three days ago I arrived in Germany. I had to get away since he basically kicked me out of our house and I didn't see why I would look for a place in Australia when I will start my new job in September. My ex-husband thinks I should have stayed in Australia since the baby was conceived there. He thinks I stole the baby from him and accused me of fleeing the country. Straight away I'm going to say, well, he kicked you out of the house. He kicked his pregnant wife out of the house. I think he lost most rights to what the fuck happens right there and then. And the fact that you 
you said very clearly that you've been telling him from the very start what your plans are for your future, that you want to go back to Germany at some point, and he agreed with it up until this breakdown moment. So he held it in all this time and didn't explain his feelings and then complains about it at the end. Yeah, I kind of feel for him in a way because obviously if he's going to stay in Australia, he's not going to see his kid and it's bad for the kid as well. But, you know, you fucking told him. Let's check out the comments and see what's going on down there. Throw on Fat Manic says, Not the arsehole. You and your husband had an agreement to move. That you move before the baby is born is good, as both countries are signatories to the Hague Convention. If your baby had been born in Australia, you would have not been allowed to leave the country with baby without your husband's permission. Even if you were divorced at that point, as Australia would be deemed baby's place of residence. Your husband is the arsehole. He seemed to have made the agreement to move while keeping his fingers crossed behind his back and never really wanting to go. If you want to have your baby grow up in Germany, don't go back to Australia. Justorza34 says, I just want to point out that he kicked her out and expected her to stay in the country. Pregnant, alone and homeless. This dude is awful. Not the arsehole. Satred also says, and jobless. Not the arsehole. Don't go back. And also be very careful if you ever let the child visit. Danny the Unburnt says, um, do not ever let your child visit him. If he wants to see a sperm donation, he can visit you. And don't let him out of your sight with her until she's old enough to need a passport to travel which you have locked up far away from him. Now, what do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote in the top right-hand corner. Our next story is from Swish Leafy. Am I the arse for telling my dad I will not help him avoid homelessness? For some context, I'm a 17-year-old girl and I live with my dad and brother, 16 male. We'll be 18 very soon and we'll be moving away to college. In May, I reported our mum for abusing me and my brother and she was arrested and released although she was ordered to stay away from me and my brother. That meant that my dad had to buy another apartment for her, which is a struggle for my family because we are extremely low income. Eventually, my mum pressured my dad into having her move back into our old house and have us move out to the new apartment because according to her, she has cancer and living in a cheap apartment would be detrimental to her health. My dad is now telling me that to pay him money in college, half or whatever I make in college, because it is my fault he has to pay for two apartments. He will also be taking a $1,000 scholarship that I won from my town's local bank to pay for his own rent. I told him that I would not give him any money and that I would report him for fraud if he took my scholarship. In my opinion, I do not owe him a single thing since I am getting a full ride scholarship and will be dorming. However, my little brother still lives with him. So if my dad were to become homeless, so would my younger brother who has done nothing wrong. I'm now really conflicted over whether telling my dad that I would not give him the money was the wrong thing to say, considering that it would severely impact my little brother, who was a victim of abuse. I need to know if I'm in the wrong, and if I should just agree to give my dad money while he lives with my brother. Hell no, you're a child. You're not, I know this is going to sound horrible, you're not responsible for your little brother, your dad is. You, bit, you guys have suffered enough, and you shouldn't have to be suffering more. What he's doing is abusive in itself. I'm going to go to the comments as Domiel says, Not the arsehole, you're a child, they're the parents. You don't even have the means to support him, even if it was your responsibility. The situation sucks for your brother, but honestly, your dad doesn't have to pay for a second apartment. He's choosing to because he's choosing an abuser over his own children. I'm sorry they're like this. At least you will be out soon and your brother only has one more year until he'll be able to get away as well. I don't know, 9357 says, I'm pretty sure you can report both of them again. If you're both under 18, I don't think you can be living on your own without adult supervision. When you go to college, your little brother will be left alone without adult supervision. It might depend on where you live, of course, but call them again or talk to your caseworker. 
pretty sure this constitutes as neglect. And what do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote for story 5 in the top right hand corner. Anyway guys, I hope you have enjoyed today's videos and the videos over the last few days. I've been enjoying reading them too. And if you want to watch another, there's another on your screen right now. And also if you want to support the channel, as I said at the start, we're both on Patreon and YouTube membership where you can do different tiers and all that kind of good stuff. And there's also membership videos coming as well. There's already two up and there's a Choosing Beggars one coming out very soon, recorded it yesterday. So, so I'm hoping you're going to enjoy that as well. Anyway guys, I will see you in the next one. Much love now. Goodbye.